Good morning, everybody, and welcome again to Woolwich Community Church. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord, um, to be with the team, social media team. Um, it's, it's delightful for me to have live worship, as it must be to you too, that are here and also those at home. I know that you're a bit jealous, but hey-ho, <laughs> we will be together um, soon enough, hopefully, uh, in the presence of the Lord uh, with live uh, worship. So, we have the second week, we have part two of the Word and the Spirit coming together. Hallelujah to Jesus. Wonderful. Last week, um, I just read out uh, what was on the website um, about part one, and I'm going to read it out again about part two, so that we can mix our faith with that. So, this is the Word and the Spirit, part two. For those of you that didn't um, watch the uh, vision video, um, we've sent that out to people. Um, For those of you that have watched it, I know that it will give you more context and uh, insight into the Word and the Spirit coming together. So we sent that out to people last week by email. um, And uh, I've had really great feedback on that. It has given a lot of people more context. So the more of the Word that we can get in our lives, the better. The world has got a lot of voices at the moment. So you make sure that the loudest voice in your world, which is in your mind, is the word of the living God. So, message two. Woolwich Community Church, we must take comfort in God's direction to us and remember that we have never been this way before. But we're not alone. Our God continues to faithfully lead and guide us every step of the way. As we observe the world and everything that's going on and how it seems to be getting darker, we, the church, we will shine brighter than ever before. I think during the worship, Patrick just used that scripture in Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It's here. It's not coming. The light is here, and it's in us and working through us. 2021 will bring about the release of God's power in our lives and through our lives and personal encounters with God will increase. God will be stretching our faith and challenging us to go deeper and higher than we've ever gone before. And how will that happen? WCC, we're now entering into a season of the Word and the Spirit coming together. We've had seasons of the Word and we've had seasons of the Spirit Some people call themselves word people. Some people call themselves spirit people. Now it has to converge. It has to come together. We have to surrender to both the word and the spirit coming together. A new dimension is about to begin. It's already begun, actually. The days ahead are going to be exciting, adventurous and life changing. We must now be a church which faithfully stewards the word and the spirit coming together. That's your responsibility, not just the leaders, not just mine. What you hear, you're responsible for. If you don't want to hear anymore, you better shut your ears off because every word that comes to you, you are responsible for what you're going to do with that word. And God's word goes out and we are supposed to prepare our hearts so that we have hearts that are good ground, that that seed goes into that good ground and it it springs forth into everlasting life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. So both the word and the spirit coming together as God intends and as God directs. Every believer who will choose to trust and live for God with their whole heart will experience his protection, his love and provision every day of our lives. Psalm 119, 105. This will be the key scripture for the year. 
that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our paths. The mystery of God, the many mysteries of God are being revealed and, un- and they're unfolding. And an, uh, a, a pivotal thing is happening in the church at the moment. And I believe that we are, we are just on the brink of something so great, so magnificent. And I believe a big part of that is the word and the spirit coming together. So I'm just going to pray uh, before I get into the message. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to decree over us now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your holy word. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the living word. You are dependable. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the power, that you are everything that we need in this life. And as the spirit and the word goes forth today in anointing, in approval, in direction, I want to decree over the people of God. I want to decree over anybody that's hearing that they will hear the word of the Lord. And I see it like an arrow going into the darkness in people's hearts, minds, situations and bringing great light. I send the word and I send the spirit in the name of Jesus into your hearts, into your minds. And I decree over you that you will have listening ears today, open hearts, hearts that have got capacity. You're waiting, eager, ready to be filled with what God has for you today. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will mix your faith with what you're hearing. You will say yes and amen to what you're hearing. You will mix it like in a mixing bowl, mixing your faith. This is a walk of faith, not feelings. You might be feeling low, but in the name of Jesus, go by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by how we feel. In the name of Jesus, Lord, give your people, give any person that's listening the ability to hear what they've never heard before. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. I just want to recap. Yeah, last week I spoke about the Lord said it's a new normal. It's a new normal for the church. And some Christians don't even like that term. They say, what do you mean a new normal for the church? This is the way the church is supposed to be. You know, exactly the way the church is supposed to be. It hasn't been. But it's a new normal for you to live in the power of the word and the spirit now. That's a new normal. The world is saying it's a new normal to live in bondage, in fear, to live um, downtrodden, to live not knowing what's happening. That is not your portion. That is not my portion. Our portion is to live free. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful force person in this world. What have we got to fear? It's a choice. No matter what you're hearing, it's always subject to change. It's temporal. The Bible says anything we hear, anything we're a part of is subject to change, is subject to the word of the living God. So we learnt last week about lamps, about oil and about light. The word of God is a lamp. Jesus himself is a lamp. He said uh, through, through his word last week to us that we are a lamp. We are, we are also a lamp. And I was explaining that a lamp, a lamp needs light But to get light, it needs oil. And the word says that the lamp is a, um, the word of God is a lamp to our feet. So if I've got this now down here near my feet, and it's a lamp unto my feet, yeah? But if there's no light in it, how can it be then a light to my path? Some of us have got the lamp and it's a lamp to our feet, but there's no light. What, What about the light to light your pathway, to light your pathway in the things of the spirit, to light your pathway as you're praying, as you're interceding for others? We need the light. And in order to get the light, We need the oil. We need the oil of the Spirit. We need the oil. How much oil have you got? Is your lamp completely empty? Here is a lamp. Look, no light, no oil. You have to decide. Have you got oil? If you haven't got oil, 
you're the one that has to make sure you are constantly be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, there's, there's so many things that I want to share. There's so many things that I want to get across to you. Uh, in my mind now, it's coming to me about the, you know, the, the virgins. Oh, that some were foolish, some were wise. They needed oil. They needed oil to be constantly filled up with oil. And I was thinking, why? Why do they need to be constantly filled up with oil? And then they have extra oil. It's because when we use the gifts of the power and the power of the Holy Spirit, as we go through life, the oil runs out. So we have to keep being filled, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. We need that oil. That's why they were wise, because they had extra oil. They didn't just have oil. They had extra oil because they, we have to top up, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So we learned that the lamp is the word of the living God, the written word of God that we can depend on, that we can rely on, that we've got it. It's tangible. We can touch it. It's like, this is the word. I trust the word. Oh yeah, this word is everything to me. So we say, Jesus, I have you in written form. We know that. But we have also Jesus in a spirit form. We have him in the Holy Spirit. That's where we have to surrender to the Holy Spirit. Most people can um, easily accept the word. But when it comes to accepting the things of the spirit, that's where we sometimes um, find uh, it challenging. Some people actually can flow in the things of the Spirit, but they're not understanding that they're not working within the parameters of the Word. The Spirit and the Word work within the Word together. You need both. You need the Word, and that will show you the existence of the Spirit. It will show you how He operates. It will show you the demonstration of the Spirit. It will show you His gifts. That's what, the, what we need the Word for. The Spirit he will do amazing things but he works within the parameters of the word if you don't know the word how can you know you're being led by the spirit how can you know that you need to know the word of the living god so psalm 119 104 it's a massive scripture and it's going to mean so much to us this year when the word the living word the walking word jesus when he was on the earth he was walking living but it wasn't until his 30th um it's not his 30th birthday but until he was 30 that he got baptized by john the baptist then everything changed because then the word and the spirit came together. There was a convergence and then everything changed. As I said last week, the enemy must have been petrified when the word and the spirit came together because that's when God demonstrated his power to the world. Everything changed. I want to read um, a scripture, the first scripture I want to read um, after um, one, one, Psalm 119, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. Do you not know? This is a question and a scripture. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Do you know that? Do you know that you are God's temple? Not just his lamp, you're his temple. You're a temple. And inside that temple, the Holy Spirit is abiding inside the temple. Do you not know yourselves that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? It's a question, don't you know that? That God's spirit is dwelling in you. So we are like lanterns and we are temples of the Lord. In the Old Testament, they had the word of God. They had um, the Torah. They had the first five books of the Bible and they lived on the Torah. Uh, and there's, a, um, there's a, an account in the Bible. It's in, uh, it's in Luke, in Luke 16. And there's a place called Abraham's bosom. And that's the place that people went when they died um, before Christ had come. Because a lot of people say, well, Jesus wasn't around in them days. How can they have been born again? But there was a place that they went to. And if you look in Luke 16, you'll see in that um, passage where uh, a beggar, he's, um, when he's alive, he, he dies and he's got all sores and dogs are licking his wounds. And, and he's living in a rich man's house, uh, Lazarus. And they, um, sorry, uh, um, Abraham's bosom. Yeah, it was Lazarus. And he died. He died. This beggar died. 
and he went into the place called Abraham's bosom. They didn't even realise that there was more to this physical world. Yeah, that rich man just thought, Do you know what? I don't have to. Um, I don't have to um, give this beggar anything when he was alive. I don't have to do anything for him. But they knew the Torah. They knew the Word of God. But there was more to come. It wasn't just about the Word of God. They were there in Abraham's bosom. But it was about the Spirit was about to come. The Spirit of the Lord was about to come. There is more than just this physical world. There is a spirit world that's living, active, all amongst us. There is more to um, life than this physical world. Now, the Lord said to me that we need to honour both. We need to honour both and that the Spirit of God has been grieved. And I wanted to look at um, the scripture where, it's, where it talks about the Spirit of God being grieved. Um, Ephesians 4 and verse 30. It's a very um, common scripture. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. I've known that scripture for years. And when the Lord spoke to me recently, when I've been studying and praying and and fasting and looking into this, and the Lord said, the Spirit of God is grieved. And I thought, why is he grieved? Why is he grieved? So I went um, and looked the scriptures above this and the scriptures below it. So I'm going to read it. Ephesians 4 and verse 29 to 32. I'm going to read it from the NIV. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Then it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So that's sandwiched right in the middle of this, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Why am I reading this? Because the Lord showed me this is an example of the Spirit and the Word working together. The Spirit of God is grieved because it is by the power of what we say that hinders people or helps people. When we speak, we have power. Jesus said in John 6, I'm not going to give you the verse, look it up, read the whole chapter. Jesus said in John 6, the words that he speaks are spirit and they are life. In Proverbs, it says, in Proverbs 18, that the tongue Oh, that the tongue is, there's life in the tongue or there's death in the tongue. Why am I saying these two things? It's because every time you open your mouth, every time I open my mouth, a spirit wraps itself around the words that I am speaking. Jesus said the words he speaks, so the words he speaks are spirit and life, the word and the spirit. As soon as Jesus speaks, as soon as anyone who has Jesus inside of them speaks and you're speaking on behalf of God, the spirit of God wraps himself around what you're saying and then those words become life. But then that same believer can open their mouth and speak and the spirit of death wraps himself around your words. The enemy is a counterfeiter. Anything he sees the Lord do, anything he sees on the word that works, he's a counterfeit. The tongue is an agent. It's a vehicle. It's a rudder. James, in the book of James, look at it. It says a small, such a small member of your tongue, of your own members, of your body. It's like a big ship. And that little tongue, it steers that massive ship, which is your life. The spirit and the word come together in your words. We need to realise that. 
Why do you think the Bible says so many times, don't let blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth? It's almost like we don't realise that that is possible. It's possible. And now we have to be careful because the spirit and the word is coming together in revelation and in anointing. Do not use your words against the body of Christ. Do not use your words against one another. I'm going to read the scripture again in Ephesians and I hope you can see it in a different way now. Ephesians 4, 29 to 32. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. You, it's your, it's your responsibility. Don't let it happen. But only what is helpful for the building up of others according to their needs. We're supposed to be servants in everything we do, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He's grieved when he sees the believer open their mouth and speak against one another. Speak against the government. Speak against people in authority. You might not like them. So what if you don't like them? They don't belong to you. This is God's world and everyone in it belongs to God. Speak words of life, especially when you know this revelation now. Speak words of life over your children, over your circumstances, over your situation. Because as the word comes out of your mouth, a spirit is wrapping itself around what you say and that might be the spirit of the living God the living one or the spirit of death no longer can you just open your mouth and think you can just say what you want to say no longer have you got that luxury because truth has come if you don't want to listen to any more turn it off block your ears because you're responsible for what you hear in Jesus name hallelujah so we must not grieve the Holy Spirit of the living God grieve not the spirit with the words that we speak. Hallelujah. So remember, remember that the enemy counterfeits everything. We do not want to be people that open up our mouths and then we are giving space to the enemy's words. No way. We don't want to be people that do that. Georgia sent me a text. A member of our church sent me a text this week and I, um, she was saying to me what the spirit and the word meant to her last week and, and just explaining to me. And she said, uh, the Lord started talking to her about her blog and said to her, right, scrap that. You need to start again and you're going to do it now in the spirit and the word. And as, as I was reading the text, the Lord just showed me, yes. He said to her about her blog, scrap that and now start again with the spirit and the word. Because it's not just the spoken word, it's the written word. What about the texts that you send? What about the sex, sexting? Yeah? Sexting? Yeah? Sexting? What about what you do with your words? Instagram, things you post, things you're a part of if you're a Christian and you're a part of this, this, this and that and what you're not supposed to be a part of. Everything we do, it affects someone else. So it might be the written word it might be the spoken word it's communication what we communicate from our lives is affecting people so it's not just the spoken word it's the written word yeah the written word because Jesus was the written word in flesh the word and the spirit come together and something happens things change to the glory of God the father oh Jesus 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 I was watching come dine with me this week I like come dine with me yeah I think it's hilarious because I like some of the characters I like to see how they get together and they yeah and then there's this woman she just said oh she was doing her um her um, dessert and she was mixing I'm not really a baker but she was saying she was mixing um, this cake and she looked at the recipe and it said oh, a bit baking powder um, she thought oh I haven't got none I'm not going to the shops I can't be bothered it can't really make that much difference baking powder so she's done her cake and whatever and I was thinking at the time yeah surely it won't make that much difference so she's done she's done her cake and for those of you that um, are laughing and you know about baking, she's just, so she's done her cake and it, it was just soggy inside. She put it back in the oven, back in the oven, back in the oven. It would not, um, it would not bake. It wouldn't bake. Such a small ingredient. She had the egg, she had the flour, she had the sugar, she had the bowl. She had everything else. Why am I saying all of that? Because some of us have got the spirit 
Some of us have got the word, but that ingredient of putting them together is what is needed. So we need, that's what God showed me when I was watching Come Dine With Me. We need the power and the anointing of the spirit and the word coming together. It makes the difference. It's the little things that make the difference. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. We need to hear and listen and not be self-deceived. Don't just hear this word. We're supposed to be doers of the word. Doers of the word. Since last week, I'm just going to share with you some things that people have told me, how that they've put last week's message together in their lives in a practical way. I'm a practical, down-to-earth, pragmatic person. I like to know what's going on. You can give me as much revelation as you want, but how is it going to help me in my practical, everyday life? Yeah? People have said, as, as they've been praying, they've been praying and sending the word and the spirit, not just praying, saying, okay, Lord, that, there's a situation over there. I just want to pray in the name of Jesus. Now they're saying, I want to pray in the name of Jesus, that you are a healer, but I send your spirit with your word in Jesus' name. And they've been seeing results. As people have been reading the word, they've been opening the word of God and saying, Lord, as I open your word, may your spirit give me life as I open your word and read your word. Hallelujah. People have been seeing and understanding as they've gone into their meetings in work, as they've gone into exams, they are saying, God, I know I've got you with me. I know I've got the word of God. I've been standing on the word of God on this situation for so long. But now, Lord, may your spirit be released over this as well. And they're seeing the difference. And I believe that we are going to see the signs and miracles that God wants. And we're going to bring healing to others. But people that need to get set free are going to be set free. Hallelujah. People that have got ministries going on. For example, MOT in this church, we have a ministry called MOT, um, which means Ministry of Transformation for Men of Today, Men Operating Together. That has the word of the Lord over that ministry, James 5.16. That has the word of the Lord. Most of you are standing on the word for something in your ministries. Now you need to realise as you're releasing the word of God over your ministry, release the spirit of God over that ministry as well. It's not just the word, it's the word and the spirit coming together. Hallelujah. I was also watching um, I Love 24 Hours in a and I, I just love it. Not just because um, I haven't got nothing else to do. I love it because I've had two children that have almost died right in front of me. One was at St. George's, um, one was at um, King's, King's College. And... Uh, 24 hours in A&E at those two hospitals. So I kind of like to support them. And so I was listening. Um, for those of you that have watched that, they've got the red phone on the, the trauma phone on the side and it's really loud. And one of the doctors was given a description of it. And she said, it's kind of like offensive. It's so loud. And sometimes we will be there and it will be so calm and nothing's going on. There's no calls um, and we're just there. But we kind of like, we're always on edge. We know that phone is going to ring soon. And she said, all of a sudden, this is one of the doctors. She said, all of a sudden, the phone rings and you get that feeling, she said. You just get that feeling that we might be, been, you know, sitting around for an hour, sort of like, you know, dozing off a bit, but just not, you know. And she said, all of a sudden, it rings. And as doctors, she said, I just feel like we have to wake up and be at our best because people are coming in that are going to be relying on us and they might die and as soon as she said those words I just felt the spirit of God saying this is the church wake up be at your best yeah be at your best there's trauma calls going out the Lord but by the power of the word and the Holy Spirit there's trauma calls going out when people phone you and saying someone's about to die someone's about to die oh you're like oh, I'm just drinking my tea I'll pray later there's trauma calls going out all over the world People are in need of what we've got. 
our expertise be at your post because it makes the difference. I remember one of my sons almost died and he was in hospital for two weeks and it was touch and go. One minute he might have died, next minute they might have had to amputate his leg. It was just one thing after another. And I remember being at his side every single day and I remember going to get um, a drink down the corridor and I was just walking down the corridor of King's College and all of a sudden, a nurse in, um, not a nurse, somebody in scrubs. She was in scrubs, she was a doctor. She just stopped me, I didn't, didn't know her. She just stopped me, she said, oh, you're that lady that had the son that was, um, uh, when he arrived, the angels were everywhere. And that's what she stopped me and said in the corridor. She said, when your son arrived, she said, the place was just full of angels. She said, I knew that there was angels everywhere. She said, the people that were the experts, they were at the top of their game in every area were there that day. She said, I'm waiting for your son to come. That's what she said to me. She stopped me and said, that wasn't no coincidence. I didn't even know the woman, but she'd obviously seen me because obviously I was uh, distressed or whatever. She'd seen me. And why am I saying that? I'm saying that because it does benefit to serve God. There is rewards. God is protecting you. God is making sure that your family are safe. You might think, well, what do you mean safe? He was in, in the hospital. Satan couldn't take him from the earth. Yeah, God's not going to uh, bypass anyone else's choices, what they're doing in their life. But we must be at our post to pray and intercede and to do what we can. Releasing the word and releasing the spirit. Hallelujah. As the spirit and the word come together. I want to show you now a short video, a two-minute video of what is happening it's a, it's a, um, you can see it's an illustration of what is happening in this church and in hundreds of churches, thousands of churches all over the world, the way God has set up how it goes, what you're investing in, why are you at the church you're at, what is actually happening in you, it, happening in you and in the vision that you're at. So it's a clip um, from the book of Nehemiah, actually. And it's about after Nehemiah had built the wall and then after he'd built the wall, the people started coming back. And I just want you to watch this clip um, for a couple of minutes uh, and then I'm going to speak about it afterwards. Amen. When our enemies learned that the work was finished, they felt helpless because they knew that our God had helped us rebuild the wall. Although Jerusalem covered a large area, not many people lived there and no new houses had been built. But God gave me an idea. What are we doing with all these old family records, Nehemiah? When Jerusalem was attacked and the wall was destroyed, many of our people were taken captive to Babylon. But I have now found the records of the first people who returned. Are they all living here now? No, some settled in their old hometowns. But the wall has been rebuilt. Now it is time for us to call everyone to return to Jerusalem. The sons of Elah, the sons of Asgad, the people of Yorah, descendants of Asaph from the temple musicians, descendants of the temple servants, Ater, Talmon, the gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, the sons of Bazlit, Netziah, Gidel, the sons of Mahia, the sons of Harasha, the sons of Solomon's servants, Sopharic, the ones from Tel Malah, Darkon, Tel Harsha, Sheru, Adon. 42,360 returned in addition to 7,337 servants and 245 musicians. Now that the tribes have returned to Jerusalem, we must recommit ourselves to God. Ezra, 
Will you read the law that the Lord has given his people? Amen, amen! This is the law of Moses. Today, the spiritual life of our people is reborn. See, I have set before you today life and good. Death Go and celebrate with a feast and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. So to me, that was a picture of the reality that we are a part of a spiritual kingdom. We are spiritual people. We're living in this physical world, but we are part of a spiritual kingdom that is being built. A spiritual kingdom that we cannot see with our natural eyes until God opens up. And sometimes you can be um, given the gift of uh, God gives you sight, insight, and you, you're, you see into the uh, revelatory realm and you see things that are happening. But we are living in this physical world, but we are investing in a spiritual kingdom. And that was a picture to me about this church and many churches all over the world, but this church is significant to me. If you, this is your church. This is significant to you. What are you doing here? When you came here, you came here just like what you just saw. You came here, you came to a place that was already built. It's a fortress that was already in place. When I came here in need of just help, because I was so mixed up in my mind, I was so in need of emotional help, of, of uh, uh, healing and deliverance. When you came here, what did you need? People that had already gone before us, that are still here now, that have laboured, given their lives to make sure that there is a fortress in the spirit for you to walk in, for me to walk in. And you are now here and you need to continue so that the people that are coming behind and are coming after us, they need to have that fortress in the spirit. Your life is counting for something. That's why I wanted you to watch that clip. We don't just go to churches and, and they're there and they're strong and they're established and it's just like, oh yeah, that's great that they're just there. How did they get there? People like Nehemiah built. He got a team of people. Theologians say that, that, that the war had been down for about maybe some say 100 years, 150 years, over a century anyway. And yet when the spirit and the word came together on Nehemiah and his team, it took 52 days 52 days they put it together so that when those people needed to come back they had a haven, they had a place to come and that is a picture of um, what God does all over the world in churches. He's building a fortress in the spirit and he does it with people like you and me. What you're doing every day when you seek God, when you sacrifice for the ministry of the living God, you're building a fortress in the spirit, not just for you to live in and your children but for those that are going to yet to come. So we must realise that our lives count for something. This physical world is passing away. Do not be in fear of anything that's happening in this world. God knows what he's doing. I want to read one more scripture before I close. It's in Ephesians, Philippians 4 and verse 11 to 13. Hallelujah. It says, I am not saying... No, first of all, I'm going to read verse 13 of uh, Philippians 4. It's a very, very widely used and quoted scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Do you know that scripture? Most people know that. But let's read above it. Let's, let's read why that scripture is there. Why can 
we do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I'm going to read from um, verse 11 of Philippians 4. I am not saying this. So this is the Apostle Paul. Um, and he was actually talking to people that were going to support him financially. So this is what the Apostle Paul was saying. I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I have learnt to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether I've been well-fed or hungry, whether I'm living in plenty or want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In the book of Hebrews 13, it says, be content with what you have because he has said he will never leave you and never forsake you. That means you can be content with everything because God is with you. But he said, I've learned it. It's something you have to learn. When God showed me this week, I was just weeping. I was just weeping. I was walking in the park, actually. And I, um, it was a sunny day and I had sunglasses on. And I was weeping and weeping. I was like, Lord, be content with what I have. Lord, that's what I want to do. And he said to me, he said to me, little one, you have learned to be content. That's the secret. Have you learned your lessons? Have you learned to be content? Is it something that you even want to do? You have to learn to be content. I am not the way I am because I'm the pastor of the church, always full of fire, always on fire for God. Always. No, I choose that. I've learned that no matter what comes in this life, those that you love pass on. Those that, as I said, my children have almost died. Different things have happened. I've learned to be in lack. I've learned to be in plenty. But I have learned to be content that the Saviour is with me. He's alive in me. I have oil in me. I have oil and I go to be filled. Be being filled. I'm telling you, the word of the living God and the spirit of the living God inside of me means more to me than anything in this world. I have learned to cultivate that. I've learned to value it. I've learned to safeguard it. There is nothing that can take that from me. Or I can decide to get up tomorrow and live differently, put other things before him and not learn my lessons. Have you learned your lessons? It says in Matthew 22, it says in Deuteronomy 6, again, very, very used scriptures to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. Again, I was weeping this week saying to the Lord, what is happening to your people? Why, Lord, is it happening? He said, because most of them love me with all their heart, but their mind is someone else." their strength they give to the things of this world. You have to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind, everything. You cannot be fragmented. The spirit and the word coming together is going to help you. It's going to help you be in that place that you're supposed to be. It's going to be help you be in your post. And as the spirit and the word comes together and you become more of who God has created you to be and you walk in your anointing and you walk in your authority, your life will change. If you've got challenges in your body, if you've got things, that habits, and if you've got sin, I'm not going to call sin habits. Yeah, we have challenges, but some of you are in sin. Use the word and the spirit over that to break its power, to say no longer am I going to be content with that. No longer am I going to love you with my heart, Lord, but I'm going to love the sin with my soul or with my strength. No longer am I going to put all my strength into the things of this world, Lord, and only give you my heart. Why has God said, love me with all your heart, all your strength, all your soul, all your mind? Why does God say everything? Because he's worthy of everything. He's worthy. So as the spirit and the word comes together in our lives, today, what you're hearing, put it into practice. Let it make the difference in your life. Every single one of you. These are times we cannot be messing around. We must be serious for the living God. 
For those that are here right now in the team, if you could just stand to your feet. Those of you at home, stand up or just in your heart, stand up. Because I want to make decrees over you. And you have to decide what you're hearing. Are you going to receive it? You have to decide that. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone under the sound of my voice, whether they're watching this live, whether they're going to watch it in six years' time, in five weeks' time, in seven minutes' time, Lord. I want to decree your anointing and I want to send the spirit and the word to every single one of you. Every single one of you. The power of the spirit and the word coming together in your life to make the difference. To take off the cobwebs, to take off the scales from your eyes that you may see. To give you strength where you are weak. Let the weak say I am strength, strong in the strength of our God in his word and in his spirit. I send the power of the spirit and the word coming together in you, through you. You need more oil. Go after oil. Go after the oil. You are the lamp of God that has your lamp run dry. Are you a foolish virgin? Are you looking to others to give you oil? Get your own oil. It's available while we have time why we have time. Don't look at the things of this world. I want to decree over you that the things of this world, everything in it are passing away. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. The only way you're going to do that is you're going to take that word and say, he says that I'm going to have trouble. And he says, but be of good cheer. It's like, are you crazy? You can be of good cheer if you take that word and you mix it with the spirit. Because the Spirit will give you the power to be of good cheer. I wake up every day and I am telling you I'm rejoicing. I'm not faking it till I'm making it. I'm living it. I'm living it. The power of the Word and the Spirit come together in me, through me, every second of every moment of every day. My choice. Will that be your choice? I want to release the anointing upon every single one of you here and everyone at home for the ability to say yes to God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.